Welcome to One Heart, One Mind, a podcast of the Nampa, Idaho South Stake to inspire and give hope in our efforts to build Zion. And now your host, Kim Keller. Hello, welcome to our podcast. My name is Kim Keller today and I'm hosting again our podcast known as One Heart, One Mind, Nampa, sponsored by the Nampa, Idaho South Stake in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And we are super excited today to have two members of our stake, a married couple. And they're going to join us today and talk to us about their perspective on marriage. Welcome to Ty and Ashley Johnston. Thanks for coming today. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. You betcha. So, first of all, tell us a little bit about yourselves. How long have you been married, kids, that kind of stuff. Okay, we've been married 13 years. We have four sons ranging from four to 12. Um, let's see, probably the most important, we've um, we've moved 14 times in 13 years. Holy so we've been moly. busy. Okay, what, 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 stop, see. stop, stop. Why so many moves? What, what's, what's that? We were just living a life in the fast lane from, from the second we got married. It's nice to finally settle down, but that's a lot, that has a lot to do with our story, how fast we moved there for a while. Okay, now I'm intrigued because I did not know that. So, Ty, tell me a little bit about this story that's causing you guys to move so many times. Yeah, I think for me, it started from a very young age. I was almost an only child. I had older brothers and sisters, but they were out of the house. And so my whole life, I wanted more and wanted to grow up. I wanted to get married quickly. I wanted to buy a house, have children. And so we did that. We got married um, shortly after I got home from my mission and... We had our first son shortly after we got married, um, and from there we wanted to buy a house, and so we bought a house, and then we thought it'd be good to pay our bills, and so we quit going to school and just bouncing around, um, just trying to keep up with that pace that we had set with trying to meet our goals sooner than we thought we needed to, um, and sooner than time would allow, and so... We did. We spent a lot of time moving around, and one of the blessings that's come from that is we're very, very efficient at moving. Oh, um, yeah. so. <laughs> well, let me ask, so about, so is this moving from house to house within the same town, or just moving from town oh, to town? Oh, yeah. So we, actually, we went through it last night yeah. to see if we could keep up with all of them. So we got married, um, went to school in Rexburg for a little while. Within Rexburg, we moved three different times. Moved to Montana, moved to New York, moved back to Boise, moved to Pendleton, Oregon, to Moses Lake, and then back here to Boise. So, yeah. And then in each of those spots, a few different locations. Did you, did mm-hmm. you have this? Is there a box that's never been unpacked? Like, why unpack it? Because we may not <laughs> we be do. here. No, there is. Yes, we, there is. we are not hoarders. Uh, we love moving and throwing everything away. Yeah, there is great. But, no, those, yeah. those memorabilia stuff. I try to get my trophies out and stuff to let the kids see oh, yeah. them every now and then, but she his, leaves them His in the childhood boxes are out of control. <laughs> what Way kind of, was this like many. chess championship or something like that? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. No, we yeah. like to see him back in the days when he had a perm. Nice, <laughs> yeah. nice. No, that's a great question. I don't think there is a box that just sits there. No. I think we've done a good we job. Just, if, we haven't, if we haven't opened it, it's gone. Yeah, yeah. Just, just get rid of it. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, wow, that's exciting. So, you landed in Nampa. Is this your first time in Nampa, or have you had multiple places in Nampa that you lived? No, so this is it, first time. So we're both yeah. here from we're, Boise. We're both from Meridian yeah. okay. originally, and then we just kind of bounced around. So this was coming home for us. Yeah. How long have you been in Nampa? 18 months. Yeah. That's a little too long. 
I know. <laughs> How does that feel? I know. I know. It yeah, feels now so it gets, good. Now it gets to the point, yeah, that it feels yeah. like home almost. Yeah. Good like for it's, you. It's not going to end. Good for you. So I want to talk a little bit. A word that has come up a lot in, in looking at our discussion today is the word sacrifice. Tell me what that means to you personally, Ashley, and then how it kind of works with your marriage, too. Okay, to me, and sacrifice just means giving up something that that I want for the sake of either my husband or my family. And um, how that's worked in our marriage, I feel like since we've been always chasing things, it's meant that we have sacrificed that like that good quality time together because we've been so busy or always, you know, going back to school, then having two jobs and going to school, then me working full time so that he could go to school, plus working a job. It just it was always evolving into what what's the next big thing that took away time for us. And quality time is my love language, so I felt like I was sacrificing a lot, especially those first. Well, up until a year and a half ago when you graduated, it was it was tough, but but it was it was worth it. And even though that I mean it probably sounds like those were hard times, but I mean we were happy the whole time. He's very good at making time and making me feel like I'm special, I'm loved, and giving me all the quality time he could in all in all that craziness of our of our moves. But it's interesting when uh, when I saw the questions, right? Because they sent them to us so we could have an idea of what was going to be asked. I asked Ashley, I said, well, what did you tell them on the phone to make them put these questions together? Because they seemed at the time like, man, I mean, is it that bad? Right? <laughs> um, but as we started... It's not bad. No. And it's as we good. As we started talking about them, I guess we did kind of see that maybe the path to where we are now wasn't as normal as we thought. Um, and maybe there are similar stories out there that that other people have and people will be able to relate to it. But yeah, we kind of stepped back and looked at it and thought, man, what a wild ride to get here. And I would definitely echo what my wife said as far as during those times we looked back and thought that they were sacrifices, but at the same time, I think we enjoyed them. We talked about some of the harder times that we went through and still thinking, man, we we saw some great, great blessings in those times as well still, so. So you both now I'm gathering you both like the busyness. Is that right? Is this something, or is this one more than the other? Well, I like the I like to be busy in a different way than he likes to be busy. Okay. I want to be camping or fishing or doing something all the time. And he's always like, "Let's fold the laundry." No, yeah. Yeah. exactly. No, he's yeah, like, well, "Give me a house project. I want to build something." You know. <laughs> I was like, "Simmer down. Let's go do something. Let's, let's go. Let's go take our boys to do something." Right. He, I mean, he loves doing that too, but. He likes to be busy at work. He likes to be good at what he does. He likes to put in the longest hours. He that's he's a hardworking man, right? And I want to play all the time. So, are there ever moments where there's a little bit? Okay, this is a silly question because this is just a typical question for all married couples. But you're in front mm-hmm. of me, so I'm going to ask you. Sure. Yeah. What? How do you handle those moments where, where it's like, no, I really want this, and you really want that, and. How do you guys handle those moments? So some of the best advice that we ever got, and I don't know if you remember it, but her, her parents told us that yeah. when you look at a marriage, you have to look at it in in thirds. compromises of thirds, right? So a third of the time, I'm going to do what Ashley wants to do. A third of the time, I'm going to do what I want to do. 
and a third of the time we have to find that common ground on something we want to do together. Mm. And don't get me wrong, at the beginning, and I think every married couple newlyweds will struggle to find that time to be able to balance my third, her third, and our third. But over time, to me at least, it feels that that third of what I want to do and the third of what we want to do has begun to mesh together. And it becomes very apparent and easier for us to make, quote unquote, those sacrifices or those compromises to ensure that I'm still fulfilling her needs that she looks for and she's still fulfilling the needs that I'm looking for. So I think we've grown in a way to where we truly do enjoy doing the same things, which is tough sometimes because if I want to go fishing or hunting or go be with the guys, it's stuff it's she still wants there. to do, right? so, <laughs> yeah. but, which is great. So, Ashley, how do you, you you come across to me as being very communicative, right? So, but, but are you able to communicate clearly to him those things that you wanted for your third of the time? Might... And, and does he do the same back to you? I mean, he, how do you guys make that communication work? I think, man, how do we make that, that work? We've never had an issue with communication. And I don't know. We I think we're lucky because the third of the time of of the things that I want to do are also things that he wants to do. I, I don't really have any hobbies that aren't manly. What, what do I say? How do I, <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay, we got to just like back up because I can't remember the question. Oh, you're doing I told you awesome. I was going to do this. I'm sorry I added that time. <laughs> he was smiling at you earlier and I was glaring. I knew that was going to happen. No. Okay, redo. Uh, no problem. Right. So, yeah, what I'm asking is, um, Ashley, how do you communicate to your husband the things that are important to you in a way you think he's getting it and understanding? I can answer that if yeah. you want me so to. How do I sure. communicate with you? I, there's no guessing with, with Ashley and what she desires. I mean, no question if, ands, or buts, the quality time is what she wants, that third of a time that she wants. It doesn't matter what we're doing as long as we're together. And... I have an overarching guilt in my stomach when I know I'm not doing the right things as far as giving her that quality focus time. Um, and it's even morphed as we go through our marriage, too, that now the kids, as they get older and we like them more and more all the time because they become easier, we're incorporating them into that third of our time, too, that I think is important as a couple to have that separation. But we start to see that that quality time with our children just as important as it is with our as a, as a married couple yeah and it was definitely harder when the kids were small mm-hmm. I mean when you have little tiny kids and you have the same hobbies we both don't get to go on those fishing trips we both didn't get to go I don't know whatever whatever like to do on that hike or that backpacking trip right one of us had to stay home mm. you know that would be me I'm the one that stayed home. So those were like those little times where I had to communicate with him. Like, I love that you're taking the boys to go backpacking, right? But when you get to go have that fun, I get to stay home with the babies every time, you know? So he was really good about if I if I expressed those feelings to him, making sure that he took us to do something else or to do something that the whole family could go do the next time or saying, hey, I would love to be the one that stayed home with the baby. You go. And I'm like, oh, I don't really have all this to take all these boys you know it's more up your alley but it, it hasn't been hard we we just sit back down and we 
we talk. He listens, and I talk, or he talks, and I listen. So would you say that this communication has evolved and improved through the years? Oh, yeah. At the beginning, there was definitely some, some silent treatment if you weren't happy with one another, right? Yeah, yeah. And that was the death of me. Like, oh, man, it made me want to fight even harder, right? Yeah. But I don't, we don't have, we don't have that anymore. It, it took a few of those battles though of not talking to each other for, for 24 hours and struggling through that to realize we just wasted a day, like yeah. a day that we're not going to get back, right? Sometimes two days. And that would be the frustrating part, right? I'm back to quality time. Like that's literally what I would say. We just wasted a day, like two days where we could have been, you know, building on our relationship and having fun and, you know, and, and loving each other and being with the kids and. Then your worst parents, right? When you're fighting, yeah. and so I hated that. But we don't do that anymore. We just we talk it out. That's called we, evolution. That is. That's great. Yeah. Good for you guys. Pillow talk. It really gets you places. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So was there ever a time? Maybe this goes back a little ways because it sounds like you're um, you're doing a great job at this figuring out marriage. What was was there a time where you feel like you lost focus and? And what was important and all this moving around and the kids and uh, coming and all that? I think, I don't think we did. I think, and that was, we made this comment multiple times that with moving as many times as we did, um, there were some struggles as far as the difficulty of it. But we always had that central factor, that central anchor was always the church, right? No matter where we went, if we went to Pendleton, Oregon, or we went to Moses Lake, or we went to New York, or we went to Montana, we always made that a top priority to make sure that we were still going out of our way to go to church and still having that that central anchor with that portion of it. Um, and that made it very easy, very easy on us to be able to stay focused, not losing, losing sight of those gospel principles and understanding the importance of marriage on, a, on an eternal scale. So for us... I know I don't feel like, and I was wondering if you were going to ask this question because I didn't know truly what you meant by it. But I never felt like we lost focus in our marriage. Um, maybe we lost focus a little bit more on the ultimate goals that we had and how we wanted to get there. And looking back, man, we wasted a lot of time. I feel like in the moment, but at the same time, looking back now, it was just a clear picture that was painted on what those ultimate goals were um, and how it took to get there. Uh, granted, there's still a lot of work to be done. It's not like we've arrived, um, but it's been something where those sacrifices that we've made have got us to a point to, to where we feel content. Whereas a lot of people from the outside looking in might think, man, you moved 14 times in 13 years. How did you feel any stability? How did you feel content at all? And there was moments where we didn't. There was a lot of moments, but there was a lot of moments too that we were okay with where we were. We saw it as a growing opportunity and an opportunity to progress and, and see where it took us from there. So if, if that's how, is that the purpose of the question on the focus <laughs> portion of it? Well, and I feel like we did lose focus just when it came to, like our like you said, our goals, like our educational goals. Yeah. So from the second that we got married, I knew you wanted to graduate, right? Sure. But then once we had a baby so fast and just had things we had to pay for, we quit that and it was, do the degree that you're going to finish fastest, right? Sure. But then it, when I had to come home and ask him, like, hey, are you liking what you're doing? No, I hate it. I am not a medically minded person, right? That, that's like the second degree. And so I'd say, well, 
if you're, I mean, don't just do it to do it, like, do something you love, right? And it would be, well, I could probably become a teacher pretty quick, right? So he'd switch to that. And then when we had opportunities of, like, real careers come up in the middle, we just quit going to school again, right, for the second time. And then when we went, ended up in Moses Lake, it was, it was the same thing. When, you know, I could tell he liked his job, but I was like, you don't love this job. And now that you don't have a degree, this is where we are, right? This is our, this is life then. What, what, where are we going from here? And so it just seemed like we lost focus that way because I knew he wasn't 100% content because it would just get brought up every once in a while, you know? But he, like, I, I wish I would have graduated. And so it took me telling him one day, hey, I will give you one more shot going to school but this time it's for what you love I know what it is you know what it is we're not taking the fast path we're taking the right path right and he said well how do you know what I want and I'm like I know what you love you love construction you already dabbled in construction management for a couple months once you know and that's what you loved it just was going to take too long in this at the time I'm like do it but and this was in the spring late spring I said but this is your one shot that I'm giving you to do it and I will support you the whole time but you're starting this fall and so he did he he applied and he had like a month to apply and he did it the next week and he got in and it was a it was a struggle for those three years that he was in school as a 30 year old with four kids and a mortgage right like that's when I felt like he like really sacrificed time and money and everything else right like there was there was a lot of sacrifice then but now I feel, I feel like we're focused now because you're happy. Like, I know you're happy. Sure. I know you're happy in your career. Like, it's nice as a wife to send your husband off every morning, right? Like, he's happy. Like, he's happy in what he does. He loves it. I don't have to worry about you ever switching, you know, like, changing your mind again. Like, we finally just went for it. Man, I wish we would have done that 13 years ago. Which is, uh, but he knew what journey, he loved then. The journey. Oh, it's just been so, it's been yeah. so great. So, so it has been great. So it's so fascinating to to watch this, uh, to watch you guys talk about this and look at each other as you're like, right? Yeah. See, remember that. <laughs> um, but every marriage, this is this. So this is so true. We have two absolutely um, unique people that get married, and you make an even more unique, you know, couple. Right? That's just we all do that when we become when we marry. Now we're just there's nothing like us in the world, right? And mm-hmm. so to watch you, but we all deal with the same kind of problems. So to watch you, hearing you tell your story about being a wife, it's like a little frustrated that, you know, when are you going to get this figured <laughs> yeah. out, you know? But but it's also great to see how you had the patience to, to, to stay with it and encourage him along in those things. How did that, I mean, how did that, how's that work for you? Oh, absolutely. I, uh, yeah, it, it was interesting for me when it came to the point to be a 30-year-old and go back to school, I would have never brought it up for fear of disappointing her once again mm. in that feeling, right? As it's very natural as human beings to look on other couples or friends that we had and think, man, that's that's fantastic. Look at what they have, what they've created. And, and it was something that we were striving for, whether right, whether wrong. And I just never felt like I could go to her and, and drop that bomb on her to say, hey, look, this is what I want to do. Sounds absolutely crazy, but I remember the exact night. I remember the exact place I was sitting, and it's probably a good thing I was sitting because when she gave me permission to do it, 
I was just blown away and probably would have collapsed otherwise. <laughs> and so it was, oh, such a, an, an exciting opportunity. The, the anxiety that came from it, the excitement, the everything, because it truly was something that I wanted. Um, and it was tough. It was it was crazy, right, to commute two and a half hours every day for three years and work full time and try to be a husband and try to be a, a father and try to keep up with that stuff. But there were so many times that we got confirmation that we were doing the right things and so many small blessings and that it, it was all worth it. It was tough, right? We talked about it last night yeah. that in the moment it was, man, $8 in the bank account and the mortgage coming up and how's it going to happen? And then it happens. And then you get to the end and think, gosh, that went by pretty quick. That wasn't so bad. That wasn't so bad. But we did. Yeah. You're 18 months removed from it and you think, yeah, I can't believe it was that long ago. And how you so easily you forget those real struggles that happened, but still remember the blessings and, and the, the lessons that were learned from it. So it was, uh, it's funny I say it all the time, but I, I did. I worked hard and I got a degree, but it wasn't mine. It was hers. Mm -hmm. Kind of like an Eagle Scout. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's your mom's. It's your mom's but <laughs> I mean it. I mean, nobody sacrificed more than my wife did when I was gone all the time. That woman is banking on you, man. Absolutely, I mean, she right? She totally put everything Correct. on you. But that's a huge burden yeah. to take, and, and I'm proud of him for, for taking it on. That takes that a lot of humility, on. though, on your part sure. as a man, right? Yeah. To say, okay, I'm gonna. my wife is going to give me one more shot, and she's still going to let me you know, do what I want to do, and yeah. she's going to wait it out. Yeah, yeah, so. it was, uh, yeah. People are always blown away when, I mean, it really is, but. And that was the thing, is we sat down and we said, yep, we're going to do it, but our kids will never feel the effects of it. Mm. Our kids will not know anything different. And so yep. they didn't, and that's because yep. of her. Because we went without, right? It's like, I, I don't need to go shopping. I don't need to spend the way I was spending on myself, right? Or I, I didn't buy perfume for five years. You know? <laughs> like, I actually still haven't. Remember that day? <laughs> I just can't get myself to spend that money anymore. So I was like, no, they're still going to play their sports they were playing on. You know, our money's all going to be focused on so that they don't have to, so they didn't have to sacrifice. I'm like, this isn't their decision. Like, yeah. we aren't going to ruin their little lives. Like, they didn't choose this, right? We so did. I'm watching two people um, really work hard at becoming of one heart and one mind. I mean, and really, watching you two work together is an example of building Zion at its very most basic core okay and uh, and so that's really what this podcast is about is how do we continue to work at being of one heart and one mind and so the challenge now is to go out and to to do that with other people right is how do we continue to one heart and with our kids and how do we teach them to be try to be of one heart and one mind the podcast is also about hope tell us about how you um envision hope for well let me let me ask it differently uh, how could you give advice to couples going through difficult times to give them some hope? Yeah. I'm okay answering that one? Take that one. Yeah, this is going to sound totally hypocritical on our part considering but how we got to this point. But the message that I would give or the advice would be to simplify because we got into such a portion of our lives and a lot of it, our marriage was 
so complex. Every single thing was a struggle from how many jobs we had to work to trying to balance schedules that if you can find a way to simplify the most basic things in your life, the communication portion of it, or the the quality time that you give, instead of making it this extraordinary thing that if you're going to go out on a date or do that type of stuff, find something simple that you're able to do and really be able to reconnect instead of being focused on what you're doing, be focused on who you're with while you're doing that. Um, I think that we've learned that even in this last 18 months is making sure that as we come to a point where we feel content that we need to make sure that we continue to simplify those things so we don't lose focus on those things that are the most important. So simplifying would be, I said it a lot, but I really do feel that that is the, the direction that needs to go when somebody is struggling is instead of focusing on all the minor details, try to, you know, drum it down to the point to where there's few things that you're looking on or focusing on and see if you can work through those to begin with. Great, great. Any thoughts on, on hope, Ashley? Let's see. Or maybe let me, maybe I, can I ask you another question? Yeah. Tell me about, um, about how the gospel helped you uh, in the times, in these last 14 years? Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. How has it 13. helped you the, the 13 years yeah. in your marriage? The gospel has always been a part of our life, right? We got married in the temple. That's where my hope always comes from, right? Is is the gospel that even if even if we were struggling financially, it was amazing when we had negative six hundred dollars, right? And we chose to pay our tithing on our first check that we got. That I found a five hundred dollar check the same day, mm-hmm. right? in my wallet that had been there from a family I nannied for for over a month that they hid in there when I moved. Oh. You know, like little things like that were always happening to us. Christmas would roll around and he's going to school and I found a $200 gift card to the movies, right, on my car window one day or a box of diapers in the front yard or pair of socks at church. A pair of socks at church that, or a whole package of socks at church that someone just happened to buy and they got the wrong size, right? That fit my kid perfectly. Never any perfume, though, on your front? No! Yeah, that's, that's what's sad. No one ever yeah. got yeah. me and perfume. And there goes the, yeah. 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 Just Good like that. Killer. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, though. I used to always talk about that perfume. Um, no, but the gospel has always just brought me peace. It's brought me hope. And there has the blessings are, were just everywhere. We have an email that we started. He actually started while he was going to school so that we wouldn't forget all of the blessings that we received, right? They are the most simple to these grand gestures in this, in this email. But we were reading those last night, just amazed at how wonderful the people of this church are, too. See, what you don't realize that you have just done is you've done one thing that's known as a way to help create joy. You, you are... Um, you are sh- that is an expression of gratitude, right? You're, you're yeah. tracking your gratitude that took place. And one of the greatest ways for us to have joy and have hope is to have gratitude for the things around us. So even though things were hard, you didn't maybe you didn't realize you were doing it, but you're making a, pretty much a gratitude journal. Yeah. And every time we express gratitude, it increases our happiness in life and our ability to have joy. Uh, because it, it's a type of humility and an acceptance of the fact that somebody did something for us, specifically Heavenly Father. 
right? Yes, like we knew the Heavenly Father sent those people to be in our lives in Moses Lake when he went back to school. The mm -hmm. most, um, we had the most amazing ward. Like, like it was a true ward family, right? And they took care of us when they didn't even know we needed taken care of. I don't think half those people even knew how hard like we were struggling. Sure. There was probably a few choice, really close people that we might have said something to. I don't think half of them knew that we were like, like really struggling financially a few times, you know? What a blessing it was too yeah. to learn what it meant to ask for help, mm -hmm. right? Because I never did. Oh. We never did. Oh. But then it got to the point where we didn't have a choice. Yeah, there was one semester where he had to take his classes at these certain times that left him like 10 hours to work in a week. And it was only one semester. Yeah. The other semesters we scraped by barely, but we did. But that one semester was just like, how are we going to do this? I mean, I was nannying for three different people. Yeah. And he was working full time and like, or full time, 10 hours a week is not full time. <laughs> and, going to, and going to school, but he just had to have this one class. It was like so long and all evening, you know. And we didn't see him at all then. He didn't get home till super late. But there's one that one time. But we learned how to ask for help. That we had to. Like we had no other option. Yeah. That semester. Well, it is a, just a privilege and a pleasure to visit with you and to talk. Now, and I hope that we get to have you for another uh, twelve years here in in, in Nampa. Uh, We're not going anywhere. Really? Oh, okay. <laughs> no. No, no, we're here. we're lifers. We're simplify. Lifers. We've heard we've heard That's the word right. simplify yeah. and right. focus yeah. and uh, and communication. You know what? It's been just great to hear you talk about about the things you deal you deal with. And like I said earlier, every marriage has their own separate issues that they work on and and different goals. But I, I've enjoyed just hearing how you've supported each other along the way, uh, and and we just hope the best for you to continue. And and you can hopefully teach all those things to your kids. And let them uh, learn uh, how to be how to be good partners in a marriage. Well, Any last thoughts? Yeah. Thank you. No, that was that was fun. That was really good. Yeah. Ashley, you get the last word. Ooh, I'm not used to that. No, <laughs> just <kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just really we appreciate having us. Like I said when we got here, we just feel like we're an average, ordinary couple. But I feel like every couple, if they really like looked at their life, like like previously to their situation now, they would see how unique they are. Because mm -hmm. I didn't see it when I first got the phone call. You know, I, I said, we, ha we have nothing to share. Like, we've had the easiest life, right? And then she kept asking questions. And finally I said, I guess we didn't really do things normal, like at all. And my life wasn't that easy. But if you have a good attitude and the right perspective, anything, you, you can be happy, right? Like th those times were hard. But we were happy. We were happy because we had each other. We had our kids. We, you know, we put each other first, or we tried to. Like every, I, I just think everybody could look back and see their unique story and how they got to where they are now. Yeah. Whether something about that needs to tweak to be happy, or you know, just realizing, no, like we've gone through some things and we're still happy, and that's how we are. We've gone through some some hard times and some struggles and lived life a little too fast, but. We were happy, and we still we still are. Yeah. Well, thank you once again for coming, and Absolutely. may you have just a, another wonderful uh, new experience coming your way that's going to bring you even closer. So thank you for coming. Thank, thank, you. thank you. You betcha.
Thank you so much for listening to One Heart, One Mind, Nampa. Our hosts are the amazing overseer Kim Keller and lovely Lindy Bauer. President Keller's right arm is our project director and podcast announcer Casey Maddox. Our front line is the ever-ready Rachel Bauer to direct the site recording. A big thanks to Michelle Lundgren, who is the backbone project manager who keeps us all together. Our contact man to coordinate communications is John Freeman. Our technical life is given by Jesus Gomez, the key grip and podcast editor, and Don Ricker, the digital platform manager. Not to mention, they both provided plenty of behind-the-scenes good humor for our happiness. Thank you for listening to One Heart, One Mind. We hope that you have felt inspiration and hope in moving towards Zion. As always, thank you, and may the Lord bless you.